In this episode of the Inside with Earth show, we sit down with serial entrepreneur, runway billionaire, and he shows us how to turn credit into cash and how he's been able to scale his online businesses, generating him seven figures a year. We also pull back the covers on his Turo as well as, as his Airbnb business. Take a close listen because it's a good one. All right, what's going on? Welcome back to the Inside with Irv. So today I have an episode that I'm excited about because I have someone that he's multifaceted and you guys are going to learn really quickly what I mean, whether you're listening over on the podcast or if you're watching us over on the Inside with Irv YouTube channel. I have Runway Billionaire with us. Yeah, that's billion with a B. Because he's, <laughs> he's making moves. So you guys are going to know exactly uh, what he's working on. And just all I have to say is pull out your notepad, pull out your pen. And if you're driving right now, you're going to want to pull over because this guy's about to drop some gems. We were talking, I'd say maybe for 30, 45 minutes before we hopped on here, just kind of balancing some things off of each other. And he was talking about some stuff that he was just going deep with. And so I'm not going to do much talking today because I always like to move aside whenever I have a guest on. Brother, what's going on? How are you? What's going on, man? Hey, note takers is money makers, so they definitely better write it down <laughs> and pull over for sure. <laughs> straight up, straight up. So let them know, man, where, where you're based out of. Just give them like the one, two minute overview because I just want to get straight into the value as you love to give over on you know, all of your channels. So tell them you know, yep. where you're from, a little bit about yep. your background and how you got here. Absolutely. So, uh, guys, my name is Runway Billionaire. I am a native of Philadelphia, right? And I'm a serial entrepreneur, and I've been an entrepreneur for 15 years. That's all I know. So I started out in my city as a tattoo artist. I actually own a tattoo shop, and that business has took me all around the world. I actually won awards in that business, and I was able to scale that business. And shortly after growing that business and becoming the youngest African-American tattoo shop owner when I opened my tattoo shop. Um, like I said, I was able to grow that business with my brother and that stuff took me all around the world and did an incredible job of, you know, creating an uh, income for my family and being able to take my family. And then I was like, yo, I got super, super passionate about business because I saw what it did and I saw how it changed my life. And my tattoo shop was actually in my own neighborhood that I grew up in. So I became very, very passionate about being a philanthropist and an entrepreneur in that particular market and starting business in that area. And I opened up four businesses in one year, right? And I hired, I had over 20 employees and we was just, you know, kind of just taking over the Philadelphia area well, that one block, that vicinity, and making sure that we was just securing businesses in the neighborhood, just showing what the community, what it looks like to own and be able to service. And um, uh, shortly after that, I kind of scaled onto the internet. I kind of scaled onto the internet and um, things just kind of just blew, it blew out the water, man, and I just kept it going. So when you say internet, you're referring to like social media world? Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We got on that social media, we got, we got, we got out of the physical streets and we got into the social media streets. And man, when I tell you, like we, 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 we blew it out the water, man. Um, people was more receptive to the, uh, to the information than I thought they were. And here we are, man, here we are. Yeah, heck yeah, man, I love it. Are you still, I'm, I'm curious, cause I didn't get to ask you this before we even started. Um, and I'm learning this right now. Are you still tattooing or, or are you kind of just done with that game? Um, no, I actually haven't tattooed in a year. So uh, when COVID hit, we actually, uh, uh, you know, we was mandated to shut down like a lot of other, like a lot of other businesses was. And with me being in that industry, 
um, you know, I had, I feel like I had hit the ceiling. Like I had won awards, I traveled around the world. Um, you know, I had that business going and although it served me greatly, I just felt like I had hit a ceiling. I felt like I had more things to do. I felt like I could accomplish more. And I just really had had the time because I became so good at that and it was demanded. So it really gave me time to sit down. I had a child that was on the way. So I had to reflect, I had to do different things. And um, really it just gave me a, a opportunity to look at the perspective that I needed to look at too. So it was a lot of growing in that, in that time that I had to do like at the snap of a finger because we in COVID. And at that time I had four business, well, five businesses that I had overheads on that I had to pay. So I had to figure out not only what I was going to do and what direction I was going to go, what was I going to do with these employees, these people that I was responsible for paying? Um, you know, what was I was, what, what was I going to do with, um, you know, my kids, you know, the things that have been providing the life. So what I decided to do was um, people had saw me open up these businesses over the past year and they kept asking me how, right? And I was like, dang, man, you know, I always look at how when people ask you how, I always look at it like people put a question mark at the end of it, but I put a dollar sign at the end of it. Mm. And the reason why I say that is because somebody might be listening to this or hearing this and they might be good at something, right? Like this might be a caller and people ask you how every single day but it become natural to you. So you don't feel like it's a, it's monetary attached to it. And that might be the thing that really, really puts you at the next level of life. So it don't matter if you had a step, you had a level three, a level four, right? You're still qualified to teach those people at a level two, a level one or zero, the people who haven't even started yet. So that's what I did. I, I started something for those people who was at that zero because I realized how many people haven't even got started yet. How many people would sleep on their dreams, sleep on their goals, and just needed the information to take them to the next level. And that was something that's natural with me. Like starting a business, when I go start a business, I have zero fear. I'm like, yo, I, I kick it right in the drive and I'm like, let's go. Yeah. And I know that a lot of people struggle with that. And I'm just really a person that's just like, yo, I'm gonna start and I'll build the plane on the way down, right? And that's, and that's, really, what, that's really what happened with those businesses. I got them up and running. We was making money. And before you know it, man, like we like, yo, it's, it's, it's we, we so far ahead it's like we'd be we'd be crazy to look back so um yeah that, that's kind of what happened so to answer your question no i haven't done a tattoo in a year i have no plans on doing it um for one like i said my time uh for the money that i get and the value that i produce now it just it just wouldn't make sense just to be transparent i was charging anywhere between 500 and to a thousand a day for my sessions right and like in the market that i was at like that was pretty much the most i could demand whether i went outside the market, did a house call, did a celebrity, but it was just like, you know, it was just like, I was like, yo, you know, what could I get for my time? You know, what could mm -hmm. I get, what could I get more for my time? Like, and it's, it's not being greed. It's just like, yo, for doing something for 15 years, you know what I mean? I spent hours and hours dedicating myself to the craft, spending hours from my family, you feel what I'm saying? And I was so locked into that. And I, I had ambition and goals to do other things like real estate, like investing. It's like I created a good income, but then also I was missing time with my family. I was missing the thing that I really, really wanted to get back to. And I was like, yo, I'm doing this whole thing not to be, you know, uh, at this, not, not so much a desk, but at this chair. I'm mm. doing so much to get away from it. This is the reason why I'm working so hard. Yet and still, I found myself at this chair every day. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it came something that I love. So it was just like, yo, I was, I was afraid to get away from it to where as though like COVID happened and I had no choice. So I had to figure something out. And I felt like 
that gave me like so much clarity because I never had the, the opportunity and time to have no choice but to like really not sit down from it and really focus on other things. Like it was like at this time that I had to, I had no choice but to focus on those other things. And those other things, like they needed my attention and I wasn't able to give it attention. So it was just like, man, sometimes it's just like, it seems like it's the wrong time, but it's really the perfect time. And I felt like it was the perfect time for me. Because you had so much, it's almost like a blessing in disguise, right? Where you have, uh, you have even more time to really reflect and kind of give a little bit of love to that area that, that's been neglected, which ended up being some big cash cows for you. I mean, oh, yeah. just to kind of give you guys a, a rundown, and we're going to touch on some of these. You know, we may not have all of them, you know, for, for the purpose of, of time in this video, because we want to try to keep it as concise. But you cover credit on your channels. You cover pretty much establishing your LLC, the importance of that. You cover Turo. You cover Airbnb, you cover trucking, and it all kind of comes together with the whole concept of Wi-Fi money, right? Because these yeah. are things that are pretty much hitting your account that you're not in the truck actually driving. You, you know, you partner yeah. with drivers and they're obviously doing that for you. And then you're overseeing it, which is what a business owner does. So let's start off with credit because it's okay. kind of hard to kind of have everything else if your credit's shot. I think, I think you'd agree a with absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and that's, that, that was one of the things where, you know, I call myself a creative investor because, you know, I feel like, you know, financial literacy is just key. We need to know how to make money, keep money and grow our money. So we learn those things or if we're limited to those things, then our opportunities are limited. So some people say, yo, it don't take, it don't take money to make money. Uh, that, that's true. But when you learn how to leverage other people's money, then guess what? You increase your opportunity. So the average person make $40,000 a year after they taxed on that, right? They get taxed 12,000, right? Mm -hmm. And um, you at, uh, you know, essentially <laughs> 32, uh, 28,000. And then it's the average 14 person- bucks an hour. Yeah, the average person rent is $1,000 uh, a month. So now that's another $12,000 off. You at 16,000 for the year. And the poverty line is at 14000 So you mean to tell me, if I'm making 40000 a year, I'm taxed on that, and after I pay my rent, I only got fourteen, sixteen thousand $16,000 to live off for the rest of the year? Nobody could live like that. So what other things can we tap into that can increase our income, right, where we could go walk in the bank and get a $20,000 credit card, $40,000 credit card, $40,000, $50,000 business line of credit, or on multiple banks, right? Now we could increase our income that way we could diversify our portfolio so we don't have to work for our money and make our money go work for us. So that was the real goal. Just like, not just to say, oh, I got a 700 credit score and you know, I mean? you know, you could brag, but also what do you do with that good credit profile? What do you, you know, how does it look? Or matter of fact, how do you even get it? So that was one of the things that I started with, was just, you know, educating people on how do I get good credit to be able to go get the, the, you know, the credit opportunities that I talk about on my channel and be able to roll into those different investments because it make it a lot easier. I don't tell nobody to go, you know, go quit your job. I'd be like, yo, learn everything that you can at your job because that is just stepping stone to entrepreneurship. You're basically getting a paid internship, but why are you there? Go learn. Yo, if you work at Chick-fil-A, learn how long it takes from the car to get from the order window to the payment window. Learn that process. Like, like take those things and go apply it to your business because those are things that are systems that's built up and systems that save yourself time, energy, and money. That's so that's what I like. Paycheck. to do. Like you said, learn the process. <laughs>
Learn the process, yo. Learn the process. There's a lot of education. I feel like people underrate that. Like that's that's highly underrated. Everybody be like, yo, be an entrepreneur. No, this shit is hard. You gotta be ready for it. You have to be, you know what I'm saying? You gotta be willing to put in the work. And a lot of people say that they want it, but when it comes down to it, you be ready to quit after four or five Before weeks. Or when you get punched in the mouth. Oh yeah. yeah that, that's oh, when yeah. the fight really starts. When you're bleeding, Absolutely. you look down, you're like, damn, they're swinging back. Like, yeah, you're like, it's blood. <laughs> it's blood. They're, they're not a punching bag. That's yeah. so going off of that, because that that's an interesting conversation in it right there. When it comes to establishing credit, you know, is there like a timeline that someone should be looking at or is it like a case by case? Oh, uh, man. Well, you know, it ain't get messed up overnight. So it's definitely going to be a case by case situation. Like, you know, um, but I always tell people, like, start with the basics. So many people, they want the quick fix. They want to hurry up freeze their credit report they want to hurry up and do all these fancy things like yo start with the basics first that way you can learn the fundamentals like when you see a house you know what i'm saying that you see it built up nicely that's because it got a strong foundation and if you go in there and you start trying to put uh you know you start trying to uh build before you got that foundation you ain't gonna be able to tell what's the windows from the doors so i always tell people like yo go look at your actual credit report and see what's wrong like people are like, oh i want to get trade lines no Come on, man. Your, your your credit profile don't even support the trade lines, and it's not it's not you gonna be paying for nothing. So yeah. I always tell people like go do the basics, like update your personal information, look at your profile, see what's actually hurting, so that you could come up with an actionable plan to be able to see how long it's gonna take you. You know, if you got collections, if you got charge-offs, if you got repossession student loans, like get you a plan first, get you a credit plan first, just like you would do with anything else. Like go ahead and get you a plan. And then that way you could get you a, a realistic timeline for you that's catered to you. So you know, like, okay, these are my credit goals over the next month, two months, three months, six months. That way you can really be locked in and you can have something that you can work towards instead of just being like, yo, you want the, you got the shiny object syndrome. You want to be at the finish line before you even started anything yet. Spot on. And, and I think that a lot of people, they, like you mentioned earlier, you hit it, you kind of just hit it on the nail where they just want that 700 credit score for bragging rights. And then they go out and they buy a liability. At least that's what we're taught, right? The liability yeah. is the car. But you reverse that with what you do with your business, and that's Turo. So you help people. You establish it through your courses and through your, 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 you know, your credit cleaning bundles that they can do themselves. Um, and by the way, you guys can find the link to those down in the description. Um, you help them with that so that you can kind of segue them into not just having that pretty credit score, but now let's actually have that credit pay you, which is Turo. So kind of yeah. go in on that. What's, what's that, you know, that kind of beginner, if this is the first time I'm hearing about it, what does that process look like? So, so basically, uh, I always tell people like this. I try, to, I try to give them a realistic situation that they could relate to, right? You look at, you look at these peer-to-peer uh, -peer economy platforms, right? Mm -hmm. So you look at Airbnb, right? Airbnb, they don't own no properties, right? They don't own no properties, but they rent them out, right? Uh, a Lyft. They don't own no cars, but they control the transportation industry, right? Mm -hmm. Cash app, right? They control the money, but they don't own no banks. Mm -hmm. So when you look at that, it's like, yo, okay, I own the car, but I could get paid for owning this car that essentially can make me money every month. And I always tell people, the first thing you got to do in this type of business is you got to lose your emotional attachment. You mm -hmm. can't have emotional attachment to it because that is always going to lead to it being a liability and not an asset right? It's a vehicle. It's a machine. You could drive the car to a breakdown and then you pay for the breakdown. Or you can have somebody else drive it and pay you and pay for the breakdown and you can't no yeah. money out of pocket. 
So I always say like Toro is simply just an online platform that let people rent out your car, right? Or, uh, you know, they have different platforms where you can do boats and things like that, but rent out your vehicle where they could go use it for their personal use. Now, if anybody don't know, if you're in a market right now, depending on what time you're watching this video, this interview, right? If you go to the dealership right now, the average dealership, right, big dealership, they have anywhere from three to 500 cars, right? It's a shortage on the chips that they are getting for these cars. So now, even when people are going to the dealership to buy a car, there's really no cars to buy, right? <laughs> so they rent in the cars. And then sometimes Uber is super, you know, convenient, but sometimes it's expensive, yeah. right? And then you got, you know, like uh, the, the rental car industry is like up and down with Enterprise, uh, Hertz and stuff like that. Like they're going out of business because COVID hit them really bad. Yeah, so all go. the cars are being rented to everyday people like me and you. So guess what? If you got a car that's been sitting outside that haven't been moving, that could literally be something that's making you money. But a lot of people can't let the attachment go. So how I got into the industry, I bought my wife a Range Rover for Father's Day. All right, I know it's kind of backwards, but I bought her a Range Rover for Father's <laughs> you sure, Day. You sure it wasn't for you? <laughs> <laughs> and then I got the idea to do Toro because I heard about it. I'm like, eh. And I was like, well, man, you know what? It's the perfect time. And when I introduced it to her, she was not with the idea. She like, no, that car is mine. You bought me that car. And I was like, all right. So I did it without her consent. All right, don't judge me, y'all. But I did it without her consent. And um, the car was going nine days. And then the car returned. And then I rented the car out again. And the car was going 19 days. Me, personally, I forgot. Right? Until she asked me. She had a doctor's appointment with the baby. And she asked me, babe, where the car? Where'd you park the car at? I was like, oh, yeah. And yeah, I mean, you know, I had to wind up taking her to the doctor's appointment, but when the car was returned and I showed her the money that we made for the car, she's like, yeah, you, you go ahead and tell them rent that car. You know what I mean? Cause we had made four times of what the car note was for that car. So it was just like a super profitable situation. So when you're in a situation like that, now, I just want to thank our good friends over at Amazon's Audible, who are the sponsors of this video. If you want to get your hands on a free month, as well as enjoy a free book of your choice that you can have read to you, as well as enjoy different series across different catalogs, you can do so by hitting the link down in the description. Enjoy. I was like, I was like, yo, I need more cars. I need more cars. Because if you turn one to three times the, you know, the income of what you got to pay for the note, it's like, yo, I just, I just need more cars to duplicate this process. One car turning two, two cars turning three. And before you know it, you ain't got no more space on your driveway. Yeah. <laughs> you like, yo, this is a business you have now. A lot and, at that point. And literally, and literally, yo, with two cars, you could go make $100,000 a year. It only takes $274 per day to go make $100,000 a year. So if you got two cars at $150 a day, like, yo, you there, right? And then also... Um, you know, just to give them some more game, it's a, it's a platform called Hire Car, where you could rent your car out for a week. Like somebody could pay you $250, $300, $350 for a week and just keep your car and they go drive Lyft and Toro and I mean, they go drive Lyft and uh, Uber Eats and um, Instacart and all that stuff the week and they responsible for the gas and everything. So like, yo, if your car knows like $300, you can make that in one week and now you made $1,500 and the car knows $300. So it's just like, okay, cool. Now I'm completely hands off the business. And now we starting to talk about, you know, Wi-Fi money. Your money is making money for you while you're not even doing nothing. With, with, the, with the Turo, two things of context. That's when you mentioned Father's Day, that's 20, 2020. Yeah. Because if you're watching this, this is being recorded before Father's Day 2021. So just to give you guys context, this, is, this was being done 
because a lot of people would come up with excuses about the pandemic. So you were actually having a solid year during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Pandemic. So just to kind of put context in that, that people were still running out cars during a pandemic, which was quote unquote, the slowest time that we had ever yeah. seen where the travel industry had, clo- had pretty much closed down, everything stopped. And then you segue now with where you're at now. I have to ask you, because I'm, I'm not really involved in that business. So I, I really am curious with the Turo, it pays the car note at the 300 bucks, right? How are you seeing the yeah. margins with like repairs, gas, tolls, kind of like, you know, just the nitty gritty of, of, so, so, so that's a good, that, that's, that's a good question. A lot of people, a lot of people ask, well, what if somebody tear up my car? Well, that's why we got insurance. Um, and you know, it's two types of insurances you can have. You got Toro got insurance and then you got insurance, of course. Right. But once you start to get a certain amount of cars, you got something called fleet insurance. Mm. So that's where you really save a lot of money on insurance because they cover you for the time that the car is out of commission. So let's say somebody damaged the vehicle or the, the vehicle got to get repaired. Now you got the fleet insurance. Now we're covered for the time that that car is out. And essentially what they mean is they look at what we made and basically they pay us uh, you know, a high percentage of that car being out. So we still making money while the car is getting repaired. But the client is responsible for the gas, right? The, uh, the client is uh, responsible for the repairs. We try to, res- they try to do their best to resolve it with the client. So the insurance don't have to get involved, but if the insurance had to get involved, then that's what you're paying so for anyway. So you're good. Like I said, it's a car. Uh, I just think that people do their due diligence on making sure that, you know, they doing proper screenings, you know, proper screenings, you know, with clients, um, pro- proper procedures, just making sure that people educated and making sure that you know, if you have somebody, you know, doing pickups and drop-offs, just making sure that they are aware and they're doing a thorough inspection on the car when they pick it up and drop it off to make sure, you know, no damages are done and just letting, letting Toro know or the insurance company know, like, right from the beginning and not the next day because that could be a conflict. I think, I think that Toro is one of those businesses that it's, it's here to stay, like Uber. Yeah. And every, as, as, the more we get into kind of like the middleman get, getting cut out, which in this case, it's the bigger guys like the herds, the enterprise, kind of yeah. like happened with the taxi industry. We have it with Uber, with Lyft, and the power is getting put back into the consumer's hands. I don't see, I really don't see Turo going anywhere. No. Um, you know, and I think it's one of those businesses that it's like you mentioned, it's one of those that you can get into it once you have a, a solid credit. You don't need a lot of capital to start out. The difference yeah. is that people immediately want to buy themselves you know, and they want to treat themselves when they haven't really earned it just yet, so to speak. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but you did mention something interesting. And we were talking about that earlier before we got on, because I've seen it on your story. I had messaged you about it. Uh, going back to the Wi-Fi money play, uh, where you put up a post or really a story where you said that you made, you pretty much made more money having less followers than you did. And I'm kind of rephrasing it. You could obviously, you know, clean it up, but uh, then when you had a ton of followers, because you've had, you've had your account closed a couple times, right? Instagram, yeah. <laughs> Instagram plays this game, bro, where they'll flag your post yeah. or they, they, they don't verify you for whatever reason. It's, it's messy, right? So if, if we yeah. have somebody listening to this that works at Instagram, they got to really tighten that up. Uh, but when it comes Actually, the for the Forex bots, bro, I'll just be, I'll oh be trying to outwork the Forex bots. <laughs> the, uh, miss, they, they always had to, like this weird name, Mr. Walker helped me invest $25,000. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, get off my post. Right. Uh, but it's, it's, I message you because that's true. Where a lot of people get lost with the follower account. You don't need a big following to make a lot of money. And you proved that on one of your posts. 
uh, you put up a snapshot, right, of how much you made in a day, or was that in a month? Yeah. Uh, it was in a day. Uh, actually, it was April 18, 2021. Um, I had uh, $208,000 was made in a business. 208000 Yeah. Okay. How many followers at that time? Uh, I think I was at, like, 9K. That's not a lot. If you're, yeah. <laughs> and you're in the Instagram world, that's not a lot. I don't yeah. even have a lot. I don't I have 4,000. That's not a lot. <laughs> That's not a lot, but you found the way. So here's the thing that people that people kind of. And I'm glad that we're on this subject. They think you need a hundred thousand to make a lot of money. I know people that have a hundred thousand personally. They haven't yeah. been able to sell a shirt. Yeah, yeah. And here you are doing two thirty eight in a day. Um, was that off of Turo? Was that off of other businesses that you have online? What What was that from? Um, so that was from that was from strictly my credit courses. Um, so we we had uh. So I had basically got my page disabled for whatever reason on Instagram at 240K. <laughs> right. Then I got back up to 70,000 followers in two weeks and got disabled again. So I was like, man, this is bad. Like I got, that's over 300,000 followers that, you know, pretty much was just like, oh, I can't find your page. On top of that, I had multiple, you know, uh, fake accounts popping up for whatever reason. And then I came back and I was like, yo, you know what? I'm just going, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this again. Third time's the charm. What the heck? So I go and like, uh, literally, I think I made my account like April 6th and I'm just going and I'm just, I'm just pumping out content. So I was just like, you know what? I haven't had a sale in a minute. I was like, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to have a sale. So I dropped the sale and I pretty much hit my list. So I think one of the most important things that I did in that, in that, um, in that time when I had, the big following is I was building an email list and a text list. And over time, I was nurturing those people. So I had a lot of people who abandoned cart. I had a lot of people who came for other stuff. And basically, I just hit my list with the sale. And uh, we ran ads for the sale. And it went crazy. I woke up and we was at like 90,000. And like I woke up in the morning and we was at 90,000. And I was like, yo, this cannot be for real. I did not just start the day off with 90,000. Like, I did not just start the day off with $90,000. Like, I had other six-figure days, like Black Friday. But those things was planned out. This was like an unexpected, like, yep, all right, we're going to have a sale. We're going to make, you know, 20, 30,000. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's going to be conservative. I didn't think, like, y'all, I'm going to wake up and it's going to be 90,000. And by the time we actually, uh, we actually hit 9 o'clock that night, I'm like, holy shit, we had $200,000 today. This is insane. And the, the whole day, I was just like, I was just frozen because I'm like, I'm like, yo, either Stripe gotta be broke because I couldn't even see like, it was going so fast like I couldn't even see like I wasn't even getting alerts, like you know how it ding 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 if you got Shopify or depending yeah. on what platform you got, like I was it was going so fast like I wasn't even seeing alerts and I looked I was like man I'm gonna just check it later because I don't know what's going on I didn't even think it was real and yeah I mean we ended off and I was like man this is this is crazy this is insane. That's a this blessing. is a, that, yeah, that, that's a blessing right there. That, I mean, that shows the power of, of what you did because you mentioned something interesting right there. You had a list. A lot of yeah. people, they just depend off of, let's say, one platform, whether it's YouTube or whether it's TikTok. They forget about everything else. That algorithm changes, your business is gone. Yeah. But if you have the email list and if you actually have the relationship where people know you, they trust you, they like you, that algorithm doesn't change because there's actually a connection there which you can't break that. Yeah, yeah, and I think that was one of the best things that saved it, bro, was uh, for one, my Facebook pixel from me running ads, I still had that data, 
I, I think people don't even realize how important the data is. Like followers is okay, but data is like data is like the champion, you know, when it comes to anything, like just business period, like just being able to make a decision based on the data, like, you know, being able to look at it like, yo, when was my when when was my landing page or my sales page converting the best? Some people we change we change our offer or we change stuff so much it's just like we change it and we go a percentage down we're not even looking at it because we just think it's what the customer want or we think it's some new stuff that we just got to put out and i really went back and i looked at it and i was like yo this is it and me going back and looking at that data i was like yo, i'm gonna drop the sale i'm gonna make it this price because this was my conversion was the highest and boom you know what i mean and it hit, it hit it hit the lid because i understood that i had data to back up you know, my hypothesis or, you know, me, my opinion or whatever, whatever it was that I was thinking, I had support. And, you know, if anybody listening or watching, I want to tell you, like, go with the data. Like, that's important. Go with the data. The data is not going to lie. Like, Number Instagram one. might switch up its algorithm, but the data is always going to stay in the test of time. And if you could look at the data, man, I'm, you, you had no problem making money. And this is something that, do you have a team working with you or is this something that you were working on, on yourself with the data? That you yeah, so, throughout the years. So, so, so I started. I started working on the data myself. I didn't start running ads like a couple months. Like I had a, a couple six figure months that I had hit organically, and I was like, "Yo, if I'm doing this organically, like, oh man, if I'm running ads, it's gonna be crazy." Over. So, yeah. I just knew that more eyeballs on me, I could not only make more income, but I could make a, a bigger impact too. So that's what I really focused on. I really focused on the impact. It was like, yo, just being a staple in this industry for people knowing me for, you know what I mean, you know, getting they, they, they financial literacy together. So, um, so, you know, a lot of my content was like controversy because I want people to talk about it, informational because I want people to learn about it, you know, just different forms of content. So, and you know, just pretty much just stay in their faces. I was like, yo, what better way to stay in their faces with ads? So I started doing ads and then I understood that, you know, when we talking about financial literacy, it's not one of those things where, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you you walk into, you know, to the corner store or, you know, on the way to the movies or to the market with your family member and like, yo, we're going to talk about some credit stuff. We're going to talk about investing. So I knew that I had to make it sexy. I knew that I had to make it, a, you know, a thing. So, you know, in my ads, you might see me, you know, playing around. You might see me, you know, educating. You might see me running up the elevator backwards. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You might see me. I might pop out the pool. I might do something crazy. But overall, I know that people like to be entertained. So I get them a little entertainment, make them laugh, educate them, make them mad, make them think most importantly, but also just give them, you know, a, a, a sense of humor, to, you know, to lessen the, the, the pain about, you know, having bad credit. And I'm pretty sure for you, you know, with, with you and the tax company, people are so scared of taxes, yo. They're like, oh, no, they, you know I mean, they try to run from it. So you got to yeah. put it in a way where, you know, people could relate to it where they feel like, you know, that the, the government not going to come get them and, and, you know, lock them up because they, they bought a candy bar on a business card. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You'll, you'll be all right. You'll survive. <laughs> yeah. You'll be all right. It's, it's, it's always about doing it right. But the way that you do it, I, um, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I think I pointed out maybe three or four different style of content that I've seen from you, even on my own feed of just, it shocks you. So when you first yeah. see it, it's not boring. You know what I'm talking about? You see the content. No offense if, you know, if you're one of these guys, I mean, you, you do what you yeah. do, but they have the suit and tie, they're sitting in front of the desk, their hands are crossed. Bro, <laughs> you scroll by that so fast, yeah. and then you see something like yours, where you're yelling at the corporate Equifax building, which is one of the <laughs> credit bureaus, and then it's like, wait, what the hell is this crazy guy doing? 
Right. You got the face tattoos. You have the nice outfit on. You know, again, you know, you have your, your nice, your nice designer. You're not out there with a suit and tie, which again, it shocks you because it kind of contradicts everything yeah. that financial literacy looks like. Yeah, I think, and I, I think, you know, um, I, I think that it, you know, it's a, uh, it's like, like we was talking before this. It's a, it's an industry for everybody. You know, and I just try to, you know, do it for the people who, um, you know, who who see the, um, you know, the corporate people with the suit and tie as intimidating. That could be intimidating for somebody who's, you know, I mean, never had good credit or never, you know, I mean, had the opportunity to talk to somebody about finance. Like, what if you just a regular person? Like, what if you don't have money for a suit? You feel what I'm saying? Like, my credit is messed up. How am I even going to get money for a suit? So I just do it for the everyday people to let you know you don't have to be that person in a suit. You don't have to be that person in corporate America to be able to invest. And that's the most important thing. Like, we just need to learn this strategy to know how to get our foot in the door, right? And we don't have to be wearing, you know, a high heel or, or, or a casual shoe to do that. You can do that simply in your, your Nikes, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean, in your track sneakers, you feel what I'm Video. saying, in your gym shoes. Yeah. Absolutely, whatever, you know what I mean, just, just, just who you are, just be 100% and be who you are. So I think that, you know, uh, you know, some people might, you know, gain a little authority or respect from that person in the suit, but that's just not me. I don't want to pretend to be somebody that I'm not, and then people be looking at me like, well, I look even crazier when I got on the suit now. Like, now, <laughs> yeah. I look like, now I look like, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to scam somebody or sell somebody <laughs> vacuum cleaners, and all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> I, I, I could probably picture you with the suit if you were, like, uh, if you were like at a wedding or something, but just... Yeah, yeah, uh, no, we, bro, we, get, we get dressed up. Yeah, we get dressed I up. Think, I don't want people to think I'm being a casket with a sweatsuit now. <laughs> no, no, but, you know, I just, I just feel like, yo, it's just like, you know, I just, you know, I just want to be an example for, you know, for the everyday person, you know, the uh, the person that just feel like they don't have to change themselves and could just be the, you know, a hundred authentic self. And, you know, that's really what I represent and just be like, yo, you don't have to, you know, put on a suit or be in a certain, you know, environment, you know, to feel like, you know, um, you know, you had to uh, uh, acquire this knowledge. You can do this, you know, right with what you have, work with what you have. And um, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good. Okay, cool. Yeah, and, and, and just, you know, like I said, man, just be yourself. I think that's super important. Um, and I, I feel like, you know, when you're scrolling on Instagram, you miss a lot of that. You miss a lot of authenticity. You miss a lot of realness. You miss a lot of genuineness because everybody wants to be winning. And it's like, yo, it's okay. It's okay to not be there. It's okay to work towards what you want. So that way, when you post it, oh, man, it's, it's, you really work for it. You know what I mean? You didn't fabricate it. You didn't fake it it really happened and you really put the grind and effort and you don't got to feel the embarrassment or the guilt, you know what I'm saying, posting it and it not be real. So everyone's that's, that's always, pretty much what I do it for. Posting. The, how, how I see Instagram is everyone's always posting when they have, you know, when they buy the car, but no one's ever posting when they got the flat tire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong sure. with that. But when, when you, when you yeah. are constantly comparing your day-to-day to 99.9% -day to of the highlights, you're going to feel like a failure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I feel like, you know, there's no pun intended to anybody. I just feel like, yo, sh show the 360. Show the full 360 of what's going on. And that's what I do my best. I do my best in showing people the ups and downs. I do my best to show them, like, okay, we got a Tesla putting on Toro. Somebody backed up and messed, messed up the refl uh, reflective light. Like, okay, cool. And then we had, a, we had a, a car on Toro. Somebody backed up and messed up the fender. And I'm like, yo, Toro is one of, I mean, uh, uh, Tesla is one of the, 
the safest cars. Like how you even how you even do that? But then also showing them like, yo, we can't get the parts from nowhere else but Tesla. So it's gonna cost us a little more to you know get it done. And you know, just showing them the difference between like, yo, okay, this is what happened if you're gonna go through insurance, or this is what you're gonna have to do if you come out of pocket. Do you wanna have that on your car fax with your with your car? You feel what I'm saying? So being able to show people the 360, okay, you at Airbnb. What you do when one of your cleaners don't show up? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you troubleshoot that? Like, showing people the whole process, man, I feel like that's the one thing why, you know, people gravitate to me because in everything that I say, you feel what I'm saying? I don't just say it. I'm going to do it. I'm like a show and tell. Like, I'm going to show you. I'm, I'm going to tell you, but then I'm also going to show you, you feel what I'm saying, and then tell you how I did it because I don't want to lead people down a path that I don't want to go down. So I'm going to show you how it's done, and I'm going to tell you how I did it so you can do it the right way. So that's just one of the things that I'm very, very big on. It's like, I'm going to go over the hill, get shot by the arrows, and I'm going to tell you when it's safe to go or don't go at all. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I think, I think people appreciate that, that transparency because they yeah. want to see the wins, but then they also want to see the losses. And if they feel that they can stomach the losses, they, they're yeah. going to want to rock with you, whether they want to be mentored by you, whether they want to partner with you, or whether they just want to support you and they never buy anything from you because that happens a lot too. And yeah, that's totally fine. A lot of the content that you and I put out, we never see a dollar from it. But what ends up happening is that we get established yeah. as, as an authority in that space. And so yeah. you've done something that I, that I have to applaud, which is something outside of the box, right? Um, and that's, you've been building, because a lot of people talk about building generational wealth for their kids. Yeah. But you've actually been doing it. Um, you, you printed out a book that, do you have it with you or? Yeah, yeah, I got it. You have a book, uh, that this is for your son, right? Yep. For your son. And then is it, so it's under his name and it goes into his account type of thing is, or how? Yeah. So, so, so basically I created LLC, right. And he's on the LLC. So when he gets of age and he'll pretty much be able to, I mean, you know, get, get all the benefits of it. Um, and then I'm going to take myself off, but, um, we did a publishing company, so he published his own book, 100%. He's an author, 100% the author on a book. So he'll get paid over and over and over again until he's 18. So this is his Dr. Seuss. This is his cat in the hat. This is his Bernstein Bears. This is his intellectual property that he will get paid off until the end of time. And even when he say, Dad, I don't want to do a book no more. Well, maybe he have a son and name his son Madden Bowman and he can pass this thing down. But... He generates about $10,000 a month off of this book um, just by, you know, understanding he has a sales pitch. He, uh, he has a website where you could go get the book. And we pretty much do the book with uh, free plus shipping. So we market the book as free, right? And then all you got to do is pay for the shipping and handling. And he does uh, 90% of his earnings is really just upsell. So we got an audio version of this in Spanish. Right. And we got like um, uh, worksheets that they could that they could uh, um, uh, print out and color. Right. So they could color it. They get the physical book. They get the pen that come with the physical book. They get the audio in English and in Spanish. They get the pages. And then they also my, my daughter, uh, which is his younger sister. We also got ABC affirmation cards where they could go say the affirmations in English and in Spanish as well. So they get that bundle for like an upsell. So it's kind of like putting putting a little guy on and then putting his little sister on too and making sure that they go ahead and get some money together. So, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. 
Yep. And they want to start a YouTube channel, man, but I just haven't got, I haven't, got, <laughs> I haven't gotten around to it yet. Well, we're going to be connecting about, uh, about for sure. For yeah, sure. Yeah. So with, with kids, it's like you have the uh, Ryan's world making what? 10, uh, oh 10 my 15 God. Million a year? Million? So, yeah. <laughs> so just reviewing toys. There, there's a, like, like you said, there's a space for everybody, bro. Yeah. And I, um, I'm, I'm glad you came on the show because I'm all about breaking the paradigms of what business should look like. Business yes, comes sure. in all shapes, all colors, all sizes, all backgrounds. And so, like I said, man, I appreciate you. I know that you run a tight schedule with everything that you have going on, coming on the show, and just honestly just giving free knowledge out here to the audience. Um, what are you working on right now before we close it out? What are you working on right now that you want people to know um, in terms of, you know, projects that you have lined up in the pipeline? Um, so, so right now, uh, what I have out right now, uh, I have my uh, Toro and Airbnb course that's on fire right now. We're showing people how to, you know, leverage these cars, turn the uh, liabilities into assets, and then get in the Airbnb game, how to, you know, maximize profits from rental properties without owning any property, without acquiring any debt. Um, that's on fire right now. Uh, we got an amazing program, amazing students that's, you know, that's going to the top, man. It's, it's crazy some of the results that we are you know, being able to pump out and just, you know, people coming through the program. And then also like uh, my bread and butter right now is I would say my Wi-Fi money course right now. Um, that's basically is where I'm teaching people how to create digital products. The same thing that helped me. I'm teaching them how to create those eBooks, those courses, um, how to do webinars, which, um, you know, all have made me over a million dollars. That was the thing that, you know, pretty much uh, paved the way for me. So I'm showing people all of the sauce on how to do that. And um, my students is like five days in from watching this video right now, like uh, like 19k, and it's only a couple of days into the I into you the month. So post that on your story. It's yeah, somebody, somebody asked, asked me, are they making any money? And you're like, like, yeah, how's it going? Screenshot. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so um, so yeah, man. I'm just like I said, I'm just showing people the entire process, my framework of you know how uh how not only how I create these products, what's my mindset, how do I create the offer, how do I create the funnels, the sales pages, the whole nine. And I know it might sound crazy, but it's, it's really, really intense. But then I got some, you know, some some lower products under that if you're not there yet that you could jump into. Yep. Where where can they find all of this? Um, runwaybillionaire.com. Okay. Runwaybillionaire.com. We'll link it down. If you're, if you're listening to the podcast, it'll be linked down below. If you're on YouTube, it'll be linked down, uh, linked down below as well. Where yeah. can they find you? On IG, TikTok, where, where are you? So yeah, so mainly I'm on IG, RW Billionaire. I will be on, I will be on YouTube. My God, he, he's been, ah, you got to get on YouTube. So I'm going to be on YouTube, Runway Billionaire. Yep, but everything is, is pretty much RunwayBillionaire.com. Go to, go to RunwayBillionaire.com. That's where you can find me at, RW Billionaire on IG. Let's go. That's what it is, man. 2020 was a, was a crazy year. 2021, you're already going to. You're already yeah, blowing that out the water, bro. 2021, and uh, I spelled a one in 2021, W-O-N, because I feel like everybody won already. Everybody yeah. has everything that they need inside of them to win. And we already won. We just got to go apply the information to execute. Heck, yeah. I love that, man. Brother, I appreciate you coming on the show. For those Thank of you for you guys, For those of you guys that were listening, hope you guys took notes. Feel free to rewind that. Feel free to message him. Highly accessible. He's always on his Insta quick response time and that's actually him handling his socials not some <laughs> random person you know in, 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 a foreign, in a foreign country um if you guys haven't done so already make sure to hit the subscribe button down below and consider giving this podcast a five-star review it helps this 
uh, content reach a larger audience. Once again, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Until next time, everyone, I will see you in the next episode.